Hello, I'm Anthony Myers, editor of Confectionery News. In this episode, I speak with Jeff King, Hershey's Senior Director of Global and Social Impact, about its Cocoa for Good Sustainability programme and its recent achievements. We also talk about the cocoa industry in general and some of the problems it is still facing on certain issues and the impact of COVID-19 on the supply chain. Take a listen. Okay, so the Hershey Company has announced uh, a significant expansion of its Cocoa for Good program, committing to 100% direct source cocoa in high-risk areas by 2025, mainly in Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana. Um, so I just would like you, Jeff, just to tell us a little bit more about that. What progress has been made so far? Um, mm-hmm. What are the achievements um, you, you think are notable? First off, Anthony, thank you for having me here today. Mm-hmm. Um, per your question of what things do we think, Cocoa for Good, what progress have we made? We think we've made considerable progress um, across the four pillars of Cocoa for Good. And most of this we report in our yearly sustainability report, which can be found online and was released just this week. Um, for anyone who wants to look at more, I'll just touch on some highlights. Yes. Uh, if, you look up, if you look across those pillars, if you start with, you know, building prosperous communities, sort of that, that base, um, we've been focusing on diversifying family incomes and expanding economic opportunity. Uh, we do this a lot primarily through farmer training, good agricultural practices, making sure they have inputs and resources. But it's, it's through those farmer training and individual coaching sessions. And we've reached around 51,000 farmers uh, in 2019. We also work to help train the family on how to diversify their incomes through additional crops. So not just cocoa, but plantains, spices, things they could either eat or sell. We also work with women's groups to help Women in the community start their own small businesses, Mm -hmm. things like snail rearing, soap making, and other activities. Um, We've also started to really focus on the the idea of village savings and loan associations within communities. And in 2019, we helped establish over 250 community savings groups. And this has a couple of key things that it does. It helps the farming family to save for the future, but it's also a great tool if you think about economic independence and empowerment for women because they typically are the ones who join these associations and bring the funds and help manage it for the community. If you look at then the role of nourishing children where we have a big focus based off of our company's um, lasting legacy of focusing on children's well-being and helping them to succeed, we've continued with our Vivi School Feeding Program in Ghana. Um, In 2019, we reached over 58,000 students across 196 schools. And Vivi is a vitamin-fortified snack that is made from 100% locally sourced peanuts um, that has been shown to reduce anemia and improve educational performance. To go to a third pillar of elevating youth, um, we continue on um, helping with education when it comes to rehabilitating schools and investing in education. But we've also started a pilot program with the Jacobs Foundation to look at youth life skills Um, in financial literacy. So it's a series of training sessions or classes where we bring in microfinance institutions, um, actors from the cooperative, other actors to talk about um, starting a business. Um, This this has started to set up 10 savings groups just for youth, along with a, a few of these individuals have started their own small businesses. So this is still a pilot. Um, we're trying to get proof of concept. 
and then hopefully expand this across our supply chain and into other supply chains. Um, for youth, we also continue to expand child labor monitoring remediation systems, or called CMRS. Yes. By far the best-in-class system to help identify and remediate child labor. In 2019, we had almost 69,000 children monitored within this system. And to date, we've identified just over 4,600 children who are doing work on their family farms that was deemed inappropriate. And they are now what we are in called the remediation phase. So receiving education to that family of what work is okay for what age, if that child needs a birth certificate or a school kit to go back to school. Um, zero cases of forced labor have been found. So, and this is part of the, the commitment we made that you, you opened up with where we're rolling out CLMRS across 100%, and we'll get to that in, in a few minutes. Okay. The final pillar um, is all around ecosystems, and we started with making sure we know where our farms are located. So we've mapped 90% of our farms, and that's kind of the first step with that farmer because that helps help you show that you're not in a protected area. And then we're also working with farmers on focusing on tree planting. If you think of trying to reestablish the forests one farm at a time, in 2019, we distributed over 1.7 million shade and cocoa tree samplings um, to help rehabilitate farms and help get those shade trees back on farms. I understand the uh, the program's reached a, a milestone of sorts. It's, it's um, actually was committed to sourcing 100% certified and sustainable cocoa by 2020, and it reached that goal in, in January 2020. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that correct? That is correct, yes. And what, what, what specifically then would you say the tangible differences it has made mm-hmm. to to cocoa farmer, and what, what does it what does it mean by, you know, we, we hear all these figures, hundred percent certified by, you know, mm-hmm. all this. So what does what does that actually? Can you just expand a little bit on that, Jeff? Absolutely. So we look at certification as the first step, or you can think of the first layer if you think of cocoa sustainability. Um, it is a means to reach hundred percent of our farmers with support and services, mm-hmm. and then we can choose to intensify. If you think cocoa for good now is an intensification of the services we can bring to the more high-risk areas. Um, We're not stopping there, and we talked about that we've announced the commitments to expand and elevate our efforts across um, labor and farm services in the West Africa, but specifically what you say, what does certification do? Um, It it helps to professionalize farmers, um, helps to increase traceability between the farmer and the first purchase point, um, helps to increase yields and incomes because these are when farmers get those services of individualized development plans, training on climate smart cocoa practices. Um, There are courses and and trainings on child labor, Um, investing in community infrastructure because some of the money from certification, the community decides how to use that, whether that need, they may need a new borehole or they want to improve the school. Certification is often the way that that community can find the funding to be able to do that. In addition to direct payments to farmers, so part of the certification system, farmers get direct cash payments for this professionalization, which of course helps to invest their incomes and helps them to then invest in, in, their, in their families and their communities. In speaking in general terms now, a lot of companies like yourself and your rivals are doing are doing fantastic work with with their own voluntary certifi- certifications mm-hmm. uh, certificates. We we read just um, earlier this this month about a uh, report from Fair Trade saying that you know they found a lot of duplication in the in mm-hmm. in the schemes. Um, 
uh, which, which, which kind of suggests there's not much kind of collaboration, not many people talking to each other, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 are, what, are her, what is Hershey doing uh, regarding that? Is it, is it collaborating with competitors, government, civil society? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, can you, how can you make the, uh, the whole system more efficient, would you say? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is a big challenge. Um, you know, there are a few things at play within this. One, let's go to the farmer level. Um, you know, the farmer is not, I guess, <laughs> beholden, for lack of a better word, to us no. to sell us our, his, their, their cocoa. Yeah. We provide the services that, that they desire and we think are beneficial, and we hope they're going to sell their cocoa to us in return. Mm. But there's no formal arrangement. So you're right. Things are very fluid on the ground, so to speak. Um, we are talking as an industry on how we, can sh- how we can better ensure that we're not duplicating efforts because we believe that some of us are in the same communities because the communities are quite expansive. Um, so there's been conversations around how can we all share, I'm on these farms, another competitor is on these farms, and someone else are on these farms. So we can see how that coverage overlaps. And that's why we talked about mapping is very important early, uh, earlier on. And then you could start to say, if we are in the same community, um, do we share the work, so to speak? Potentially one partner could focus on education. One partner could focus on farmer training. One focus on income diversification and VSLAs, right? You could start to parcel this across the companies within a given community. So I think there are conversations happening on how do we coordinate better on the ground. Um, but I wouldn't say we're there yet, but we recognize that it's definitely an issue and that we're all working towards towards um, trying to figure out how to solve it. That's good. So, do, do you think uh, organizations, are you, Hershey is a, a member of the uh, WCF, I uh, mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they seem like a, an organization that can bring, they do it very well, don't they? They yes. bring people together. They, they're, um, they're, they're meeting in Bogota. is cancelled this year, unfortunately. But, you know, that seems a good mm-hmm. place for, uh, and they seem to, they seem to be trying to um, you know, yes. get companies to work together, organisations, governments, uh, create the finance. You know whether it's whether it's from companies like yours or you know uh, private sector, you know financing. So yeah, I mean there's a, there is more work to be done there, and obviously Hershey can't do this themselves. You know you do what you do and you try you try your best like other companies, but it's um, it's it must be frustrating. Uh, for for the industry in general, would you say when yeah, and it's confusing as well, isn't it, for consumers? There's so many kind of certification schemes out there, and you know, mm-hmm. what does it all mean? You know, the, the message is it kind of gets diluted a little bit. Uh, would you say it is? It is a challenge. You're right mm-hmm. with with yeah. um, so many you know with just basic consumer um, consumer knowledge of what does yes. a certification yes. scheme mean, what doesn't it mean, mm-hmm. um, and and you're right. The, I think the, the key thing you said, which is absolutely true, is and we talk about this, which is yeah. you know a single company cannot do this alone, no. um, and then I think it is definitely where the industry is moving towards more collaboration. And you're right, WCF is playing a, a critical role yeah. as a convener in bringing everyone together. But it's not just industry and WCF; it's yeah. the role. What is the right role of government? Yes. What is the role of other civil society actors? Um, and so on and so forth. How does everyone work together yeah. um, towards um, a more sustainable cocoa supply? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Okay. The other issue I'd like to touch on, um, it's again, it's a thorny issue. In, it always comes up in, in, the, in the cocoa industry and it's not going away. Um, it's child labor. Now, you've just said that Hershey, you've, you've discovered zero cases of child labor in your own supply chain last year. Is that, is that correct? Is that what did I read? Uh, Sorry, no. Um, sorry, I said uh, zero cases of forced labor. Forced labor, um, okay, good. which is yeah. which is, and, and I always like to be very Absolutely. upfront and um, let's let's yes. let's use the right terminology, right? Yeah, forced yeah, labor absolutely. is 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 in in you no know, labor, you know, indentured servitude, and child absolutely. labor is typically children yeah. working on family farms who are doing work deemed inappropriate. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for that and clearing that up. No, I'm sure. But, but um, you may or may not like to comment on this. A lot of a lot of uh, companies are not um, commenting until the uh, the final report is out. It's the report I'm referring to is from the U.S. Department of Labor um, that have funded. Um, I think it's the University of Chicago, and they've discovered you know mm -hmm. child labor. Mm -hmm. is, it's it's not getting any better. It's got worse over the last ten years. But um, it, it's obviously this is a conversation that's going to going to be had uh, when the when the report comes out in full. But um, what what's just what if you want to comment on that it's fine what what's your what's your impression on that what what what's your experience do you think you, would you be shocked by that announcement would you say or do you well i think that it's important to look at when this report comes out to look at it in yeah, in context yeah, um, we saw and and i'll and i'll speak to the past the 1314 report about context and i would wager we can we can apply that to this one yes. it's we can look at absolute numbers, but I always think you have to look at absolute numbers and rates of child labor in relationship to the growth in cocoa farming and cocoa production. The last report we saw cocoa production and number of cocoa farms had, had greatly outpaced child labor. So I think when you look at it in that context, and I'm not discounting any numbers that come forward by any means, no. but if, if cocoa is growing faster than child labor is, then the rate of child labor is actually going down in, in relationship to the amount of cocoa being produced. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I think, the other thing I would definitely say when this report comes out, we should look at, um, because we, as I've, I've talked a few times about the role of child labor monitoring or remediation systems, mm -hmm. which are, are a relative new tool to the industry in broad spectrum. Mm -hmm. And we've shown that it works. And now we need to know how to scale it. So my hope is that this report shows that where industry has been focused on piloting these CLMRS programs, mm -hmm. that child labor is better than the average. And that should then tell us that we have figured out a way to help mitigate the issue. And now we just need to scale it. Mm -hmm. It needs to be scaled across all companies and the entire um, West African supply chain. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, you, I'm always thinking. You've been in your current role for four years now. Um, is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. What what significant changes have you seen in in the cocoa sector as a whole? Um, yeah. No, that's a great question. I think, I think the issues. I would say I think the sustainability issues remain the same. Yeah. If you think of you know, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about child labor. We've been talking about deforestation, increasing family incomes. Mm -hmm. Those haven't changed. I do think how we approach those issues has started to evolve. Yeah. Um, you know, first and foremost, when I started, I think there was an over-reliance on simply increasing productivity, just grow more cocoa. I think now we've moved to a much more holistic vi vision. It's grow more cocoa and do other things, diversify incomes across crops on that family farm, mm -hmm. 
diversify incomes amongst, you know, with women's empowerment and other um, businesses that can be started. So less reliance on a single crop. I would say we're also seeing um, increased push for national legislation, um, which helps to even the playing field amongst all companies of the work that needs to be done on the ground. Absolutely. Here in the EU as well, that may be coming soon or not soon, mm-hmm. in the next uh, 12 months to 24 months. Yes, right. you, you welcome that, would you? You would welcome that? Um, I- you know, we, 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 we talk that we are, we say that we are supportive of that. And again, because, and I, if I go to earlier, the, the child labor monitoring remediation systems, mm. all companies need to participate in that because it can't just be Hershey's farms that are covered. All farms need to be covered. So if there was a whether, um, legislation in effect that helped to even that playing field, that is a good thing for the industry. The final thing I would say, if you asked about the changes that I've seen, I think it's much more multi-stakeholder partnerships versus, you know, individual projects between a company and a supplier, right? So we work with our suppliers. They're the folks who have people on the ground. You know, we don't have resources on the ground to source cocoa. And it used to be a single project with a single supplier. Uh-huh. As we talked earlier, no single company can solve these issues. No. So you have to start thinking about larger multi-stakeholder partnerships. And, I, and I've seen a, a large movement in that direction. Um, which we would say the collaboration between whether it's multiple industry actors, governments, other civil society actors, um, will definitely, I think, start moving things in the right direction uh, at a faster speed than we've been able to. I mean, where would you like, as you say, that's looking ahead, I guess, that's, that's, that's the ambition, isn't it, in the next four or five years, you know, in this role, if we meet up again in, in four years' time and we'll just we'll look back and perhaps it'll be a completely different landscape and... Um, who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But I think, as you say, the, the industry seems to be moving in the right direction. There's been a lot of change, a lot of effort in the in the last. I've, I've been in this industry, but less than you, uh, two years, and I've seen, you know, I've heard all the arguments, um, and I've seen, and I've seen for myself on the ground, um, you know, some of the some of the initiatives that are that are that are in place that are really driving. Um, the, um, the, the the progress for a, a, a supply chain that is fully transparent. I think that's that's the end game, isn't it, really? But it's so difficult to achieve that. Would you say? It is, and I think, and you, and you've touched on, I think, a lot of things that that you would say would point to that we're moving in the right direction. A lot of them we've we've talked about up to this point. Yes. You mentioned another one: the role of transparency. Yes. Um, as I said, the things that I've been talking to you about are in our sustainability report that we publish every year. Our, yes. our child labor monitoring remediation statistics are on our website, and we are going to re- you know, refresh those every year. We've started to publish um, some of the, pla- uh, the locations where we source cocoa on our website. So Good. there's just a lot of things. I think all companies are becoming more transparent, which you are right, um, with transparency. Um, you get to a much more sustainable solution and just quite honestly, a better conversation. Yeah, and it's better for the consumer as well, isn't it? If they, uh, you know, the consumers, would you say consumer pressure now is a, is a factor when they go to buy a bar of chocolate? Are they looking at where it comes from, you know, how it's being sourced? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you're seeing, I would say, uh, different levels of maturity mm-hmm. um, by country and um, perhaps by brand, yes. 
I would say. So I think we are definitely seeing increased. We think of it as, as stakeholder concern, uh-huh. um, a lot from the investor end. And we have a lot of conversations with our customers who, we, who of course, carry our products in their stores. And I think then the consumers are next from a, and I'm just talking from a, a U.S. mass scale. Yes. Um, you know, for you in, in, in Europe, I think the European consumer has been asking those questions earlier. Yes. Um, and this is why, which is why you talked about UK legislation is, is ahead. Um, I think that's part of that driver. I think in the U.S., um, you see perhaps some brands that um, uh, talk about it front and forward. Their consumer may be on that leading edge. We're starting to see more. But for us, it's, it's been more, I think, in the investor and the customer space. Yeah, it, it was nice to hear. Um, I was at the NCA uh, State of the Industry Conference in Florida just before the whole COVID thing uh, kicks off. And it was nice uh, to, to hear the, the president, John Downs, reference, you know, transparency, sustainability mm-hmm. in his, um, it was his opening speech, I think, saying basically, you know, uh, as a as an organization, you know, we have to do more, you know, the, uh, the, the more. Jeff, as well, we can't we can't leave this conversation without discussing uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and how that's affecting, um, you know, your work on the ground, all this sustainability work that you've been mm-hmm. doing. Um, would you, is it, is it in jeopardy? Or is it, is it, uh, has, has the emphasis shifted for a time? How are you, what mm-hmm. I want to ask really is how's, Hershey, and it's been doing a lot um, for the local communities in, in America, you know, so with masks and donating chocolate, like a lot of big companies. But what's the situation mm-hmm. on, on the ground there for your, for your workers in, say, West Africa? Right. So we've had many conversations with our suppliers, who I mentioned are the ones that are in the field. Uh-huh. Um, and there has been a, a pivot to try to get farmers um, new and different services than perhaps what we've provided in the past. Um, if you think of education and supplies for wash and sanitation activities, um, you know, ways that they can build hand washing stations in the community with the things that we know that are there, um, you know, getting them soap and other supplies like that, again, to, to help increase the, the basic sanitation that you need in, in, as the COVID situation starts to build. So that there has been a pivot across the industry, um, to, to try to uh, mitigate COVID as best as possible. Yeah, good. And good. And just finally, how are, how are you coping? Are you working remotely? Are you in touch with your team? Are you, do you go into the office? Do you live, work near the office? I, I, I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and the office is about two and a half miles from my house. Okay. Uh, but at the, at the moment, I am working from home, yeah. as is all of our, all of our office staff. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, I think we are, I think we're with every other company just trying to determine what is the right way to start opening the offices. Um, You know, the conservative end versus really the rush to open end. Uh And, you know, I think as a company, we're going to do what we believe is the right, the best thing to keep our employees safe. Yes. And just take it one day at a time. So, you know, you, 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 you utilize technology and you, you know, I mean, I mean, I talk with my team, my teams every day. Yes. Uh, normally by video, so you, you just stay you stay as connected as, as I guess the best connection you possibly can under the circumstances. Okay, good. Okay, Jeff. On that note, I think we shall leave it there, and uh, just like to say thank you very much for, for for your time and for for 
your insights as well. And um, it's great to find out a little bit more about Coco for Good. We, we cover you, um, you know, now and again, in obviously when, when you have major reports come out. And uh, this, this recent um, announcement about the expansion was a, was a terrific piece of news. And um, so I just felt it was worth a conversation just to find out what, what a little bit more about what, what's going on and what you're doing. And uh, it's it all sounds, it does sound very positive. And I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Maybe. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much for your time today. Okay, Jeff. Take care. Thank you.